0: Hi, uh, welcome to the Irish Technies podcast. Uh, Today, we get to continue our theme of interesting interviews with thought leaders who are pushing the boundary for Web 3.0 and uh, innovation in that area. So first of all, uh, who do we have the pleasure of speaking to today?
1: My name is Eric Weissenen. I'm the tokenomics lead for FiLabs.
0: Awesome. Okay, so first of all, um, would you consider a logical journey to what you do now based upon your background and what you did when you were starting out and at college?
1: Man, yeah, uh, I guess I have as logical a, a route to this as anyone does, as it's such a new niche. But um, in college, mm-hmm. I studied economic philosophy, which I um, differs quite a bit from economics. I wasn't much to do with it at the time because I, I wasn't exposed to crypto yet. So I, I went into casinos, got into game auditing, game design creation, uh, and also card counting, got banned everywhere, needed a new side hustle, found crypto and realized that a bunch of brilliant developers were designing economies they had no business doing and uh, I found my way here.
0: Okay, so were you a bit like the guys in that Kevin Spacey movie who were his students and you all went to Vegas and and, 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 and busted the house?
1: something like that i usually went solo uh, team play is a lot more difficult uh than, than most people are ready for
0: <laughs> okay so um what do you do now and i know you're kind of um like economic philosophy in some ways is a i would say is a really useful thing because you have a big picture on things so what do you do now and, and does that help to inform your current role
1: uh yeah very very much so i've actually seen a- a lot of what I did study and get into in college taking form here. Uh, I I like to kind of identify the differences between economics and economic philosophy. Economics is really the focus on optimizing the systems that are in place, but then the philosophy aspect of it is understanding why the current systems were were put in place, like what decisions led to it, and then how to design a new system. And with new tech and the opportunity to design new types of microeconomies, that's really in my opinion better for laying the foundation of new systems that can then be optimized over time through things like doubt governance so a lot of what i'm doing right now is messing around with spreadsheets i'm trying to itemize like um, k- kind of what the goal is for whatever project i'm working on here namely file labs building out the archway blockchain how to be able to give developers rewards but also retain enough value yourself so that the rewards that they earn are worth something Uh, Mm -hmm. and just ways to adapt that over time ways to push the envelope while people are focusing on doing the same thing and and growing the tech ways to push the economics to match the brilliant development that's taking place
0: Okay. And as you were saying that, so Bitcoin's over a decade old, the uh, the uh, Ethereum equally more than half a decade old, even the ICO boom of 27, 2018, five years away, half a decade ago. So are we at a point where things are maturing? Like, because obviously, you know, like, you know, as well as you know uh brick bats like tulips the other one was wild west so are we reaching a point where now the, these are solving problems in a way that we can bring people in with more confidence
1: no but i can see it on the horizon <laughs> or okay. you still have a lot of Just, maturation to, to take more. place uh, okay so okay. like one uh, from an economic philosophy perspective, like Bitcoin is does not solve primary money problems, but it does have a brilliant use case that it, that it does solve. Ethereum makes a lot of cool things possible, but we're not actually seeing legitimate businesses. We're not seeing Apple and Amazon launching their own chains or tokenizing their assets. I, I will think we found maturation when instead of stock, all companies have a, a security token, um, which I do think is on the horizon and is going to happen and makes the market function Far, far more efficiently than they currently do. Mm-hmm.
0: Okay, so and so so Archway is 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 looking to uh, tackle the whole issue of stakeholder remuneration, right? So, how are you guys solving this problem? And and for those that don't know much about it, how is your solution potentially better than what we've had before?
1: Uh, thank you. Great question. Um, I, I'll compare it a little bit to Ethereum, which I'm I assume that more of your audience is familiar with, and. For example, Uniswap is an automated market maker on Ethereum, one of the most commonly used and known applications or dapps decentralized apps. And in one month, Uniswap burned $23.1 million worth of Ethereum. Their users had to like buy and spend over $23 million worth of Ethereum, but their token holders, the UNI token, earned nothing. Their platform earned nothing. So how do they remain sustainable? And the the issue is they don't, and what we're seeing a lot in web three right now is people kind of getting grants from venture capitalists to come and build something, but then they don't make revenue. They don't have solid business models in place. So then they let the product fizzle out and go pursue another grant to build something else out. And so we have a bunch of projects launching and then kind of failing. But if Uniswap was built on Archway instead of Ethereum and um, it, it still burns a lot of arch. so. It would have saved users probably like 80 90 percent in gas would have um yeah so now it's cheaper to use still burn several million dollars worth of archway but now the uni token holders would have earned even more millions of dollars than would have been burned so it's kind of finding a balance so that it's now incentive aligning to build and maintain projects and and keep them going for a long time instead of just having a high turnover and kind of being petrified of we don't know how to make this sustainable, we don't know how to have an actual business model. So nothing has the time to develop into something that can get industrial integration.
0: Okay, so um, what kind of uh, projects and groups is Archway uh, aiming at therefore bringing into their ecosystem then?
1: Um, so we we do have our own AMMs that would be similar to Uniswap with some new designs. We have DAO tooling, NFTs, anything you've heard about in Web3 can be done better and more sustainably in Archway, in my opinion. So there will be uh, types of games that come have some kind of tokenized assets. Like all, Web3 does solve real problems. Not everything is meant to be on chain, but Archway is a general purpose layer one, similar to Ethereum, where it's a smart contract platform. People can launch their own applications or small businesses on it. Um, and we welcome all types.
0: Okay, and so obviously with Bitcoin and with with Ethereum to some degree you have uh, they have a degree of first mover advantage and yet when when something is better and stronger then that gives it the capacity to also gain a share in the market. So how how are you guys aiming to raise increase awareness and usage of of what Archway can offer?
1: Yeah, a lot of it has to do with UX. In my opinion, the biggest barrier into Web3 is that things are so difficult to use and understand. And what we've seen with the the development of Web2 is that people don't need to understand it. They need to be able to use it and understand what they're doing not what's going on in the background. And so as we abstract and make it easier for users, that will be great. And then by supporting and having people be able to run their businesses so much better on Archway, we we anticipate having more businesses launch on Archway that are reaching new users. Um, Ethereum, yes, it's what's known. And people are like, oh, it's expensive. Their, their tech stack's not actually very good. They do a great job of commoditizing their block space or like maximizing how much can go through with it. But Archway just has a lot more block space available through consensus security, mm-hmm. um, yeah. so <laughs> but we should be able to have far more applications used far more efficiently, and all of them supported through through the economic infrastructure.
0: Yeah, look, I mean, and I guess the thing about Ethereum is, is that because of the gas fees and that aspect, it, it gives everyone else a way to see how things can be. Uh, improved on that um so let, 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 let's 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 have a a geek out deep dive discussion for a section for a moment right so the the fat protocol thesis right for our listeners explain us what that is and why you guys are looking to do something different to that
1: yeah so this is something that's at least at this point pretty unique to web3 uh i I'll, i see some correlations with what AI is doing as people are able to train old versions of AIs on new ones to cheaply replicate them. But this idea that the protocol itself is more valuable than the application. The the example I use with Uniswap shows that like $23.1 million of ETH was used. Uniswap token holders earned nothing, but that doesn't really make sense with anything else that we see in, in regular business, like Facebook use, uses HTTP, but that that's not earning the money. Facebook's earning the money. So, why would the overall protocol earn a bunch of money? Then anybody else can spin up their own protocol, and you have to kind of find a balance. Now, we're seeing things called app chains where, like, oh, I'm a good application. I don't want Ethereum to earn all my money, so I'll launch my own blockchain, but blockchains are really expensive. So we're trying to find a balance where we still have this kind of security as a service by running the blockchain and doing that really well and adding a bunch of additional services, kind of like Amazon Web Services does to to people that are using their node infrastructure. But by offering all that, now the protocol does get some of the value from the applications that are being used that are enabled through them, but also giving a lot of the value back to them and kind of finding a middle ground um yeah fat protocol thesis can't work long term but again we do need strong blockchains to host these types of startups so uh, we're trying to find a new middle ground
0: mm-hmm. cool yeah good and <laughs> thank you um so look i mean with um some other new chains and new uh blockchain uh, like protocols, they, they've then had seed money and they've looked to encourage devs to use their technology stack rather than others. So how does Archway work with with devs? Uh, do you have like hackathons? Or is there seed funds? Or basically, in what way do you work with devs to try and build something that's scalable and sustainable to, to bring people in?
1: Yeah, excellent question. We we're still hoping that more applications will come and see the vision of how much they'll earn through revenue from their adoption, but you still do need the activation capital and it'll take a while of being mainnet and showing these kinds of numbers for people to really trust and buy in. So we do have grants available initially. We still do have a community pool where the arch token holders can vote to use more of the funds to to fund different initiatives and applications. Um so there is yeah, there's upfront funding available. But the idea is instead of just upfront funding for a minimally viable product um, and then they migrate to the next grant they can receive, if they're maintaining it and building it well and getting a user base, it's actually more profitable to stick around and keep building that same thing instead of pursuing the next grant.
0: Yeah, it makes sense. So um, if 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 there, if any of those grants have been allocated and if there are any MVPs, what kind of things have been green-lighted?
1: Um, an AMM called Astro Vault is building out a... It, it will earn a decent amount of revenue as i kind of mentioned with the uniswap numbers but aside from the from the archway revenue it was also built out to earn additional revenue directly by using non-auto compounding staking derivatives to earn revenue from the liquidity they're calling it protocol earned liquidity which hasn't really been done yet we've got an application called architect that is um basically doing nft sales as well as um Dao tooling built together in one application which is actually pretty sick on the nft scene in ethereum right now like the whole goal was like oh cool now artists get to perpetually earn um, earn royalties and we're empowering the artists however like people just pretty easily figured out hey i could just do an escrow service and not pay royalties because we're transferring instead of selling and that's been uh taking place a lot more and bypassing the royalties but we have uh, an architect has redesigned it so that you can set like a a composable paywall basically we're calling it a contract premium uh, on on transfers which means now you actually can enforce nfts or royalties for nfts
0: mm-hmm. yeah look which is great i mean and so uh, i used to work in the art sector long before nfts were around and therefore the concept that you don't get anything from the resale value flips and can be delivered through nfts so potentially it could be really good um so in this context, um, if things go really well for you guys, um, and, and we loop in with you within, in, in a year to 18 months time, um, and, and if you say you've had a fantastic progression, what, what, what does good look like? Where would you be for things to be good down the line in the short to medium term?
1: Uh, short to medium term i would love to see our chain get as much as much usage as ethereum uh with we with our currently self-imposed ceilings which we could definitely raise quite a bit uh, we're looking to get seven to 14 times as much usage as the entire ethereum blockchain does because again we have so much more supply of block space so much more can happen on our chain than others but if we just reach that metric of like oh we're processing just as much data uh, as the entire ethereum blockchain is um and we have so much more room to growth or to grow through this i think that would be a, a nice flippening if you will mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah
0: and um, as so so we're talking and and, and overall i feel that we've come a long way over those last 5 to 10 years and a lot of really good things have happened. At the same time, some some media coverage can oversimplify things down to a hype cycle of slightly boom and bust that NFTs are amazing, oh no no, NFTs are are rubbish and they're not worth any value. So how 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 do we um walking forwards uh, manage a realistic sense of expectations because things are the, the, like like what Archway is doing could potentially be really good because obviously like you say it it brings wider stakeholder remuneration at the same time suddenly then sometimes the uh, the hype cycle then flames things up into perhaps unrealistic expectations so, so how, how, how do you walk through both getting people excited and yet saying but this won't happen next week
1: it's very difficult especially coming from an economic philosophy background i have to recognize that most of what is being built right now is not going to last like this is very reminiscent of the dot-com bubble Um, most things will flame out there are a bunch of experiments and i I know it's kind of uh, over overdone saying like oh i'm just here for the tech like i'm really excited about what this new technology is going to offer the next iteration of of internet-based business and it will empower and everything will use this kind of tech and nfts will be absolutely everything but it doesn't mean that all of these monkey pictures are going to succeed it doesn't mean that people are developing new ways of competing with the fed that makes sense if you see like what Terra luna had built and how that collapsed and my recommendation is just don't buy in to the hype of get rich quick but more look into logical, actual business planning. It's like, oh, revenue versus expenditure, because that is the kind of stuff that's going to succeed. We're actually bringing back quarterly reports. Um, there are so many pitches I've seen um, for Web3 startups that don't even discuss revenue. They have no means of eventually attaining revenue. And they're, people are just hyped up on how they can create value, but they don't have a way of capturing value. And that's really what Archway is trying to fix and bring uh, to really be the Amazon or the Google that does come out of this.
0: Yeah look and and I hear you and and I would agree that I would hope that we are beyond that just because something can be tokenized it doesn't mean that it should be tokenized whereas you know like 5 years ago people were raising 300 million on something that probably was you know extremely aspirational um so so as you say that uh you know like you know you're you're clearly a thought leader and on top of your game here okay so eric that's that's very interesting um so as we talk about this uh and we look to the medium to longer term. Um, I guess you guys have a sense that you you could be solving a problem that other people haven't really identified yet as a problem and therefore Archway could be um, super relevant to people in the future. So do you wanna expand on that a little?
1: Yeah, so we're not just trying to look for the next one or two years. We're not just trying to take a step another step on the ladder. We're trying to build an elevator, something that's really going to last. And what we're seeing a lot is like, oh, Ethereum's expensive. So we're going to launch something that's cheaper and faster, but doesn't retain value. Ethereum retains value, but as it eventually scales better, like it's still one, not giving value to anybody that is building on top of it. But two, like the better it scales, the more the supply assuming equal demand actually devalues the token so we're trying to build an infrastructure that assumes eventually everything scalable everything can monetize a little bit but the layer ones themselves kind of lose a little bit of value in how to make something that's sticky how to make something that has kind of a high moat and i compared a little bit earlier to amazon web services and what like amazon web services is not the cheapest node infrastructure but they offer so much more in terms of indexes, in terms of just services to their users that it's oftentimes just more expensive and difficult to leave for a cheaper solution. And Archway can offer that kind of stuff, can get ingrained by just offering so many services so well that while it's the best place to launch for startups, eventually it's just too difficult to leave. Like you don't want to leave because nobody else offers the services that Archway is offering because we're putting developers first
0: how do you stay informed and educated and then also perhaps inspired as well so what are your sources of information and and and, and how, how how does eric stay smart
1: crypto twitter is uh I don't know, actually a pretty fun and interesting place but i i read a lot of white papers i do go in and check like when there are serious projects that are coming out and making uh, leaps and bounds things like you know units of liquidity which are fascinating um uh, i I just do deep dives. I go into all the math behind them. I've written white papers. I've created new math that's been added to the space. Uh, if you guys go and check out, I'll link it towards the end. But the Archway Econ paper I wrote, um, I, I just try to keep a follow up on who's serious and what they're doing. Uh, a lot of the inspiration that we took, or that I took specifically in designing the Archway uh, model, was based on EIP fifteen fifty nine, which is the it's called the London hard fork for Ethereum and how they restructured yeah. their gas fee market and um like that was a huge advancement that a lot of people didn't really understand or care about uh, but if you are looking in the right places, like you can tell like, oh, this is so much better than what had existed before it. This makes so much more sense. Now, how can we advance on this? How can we take this to the next level? And we're already trying to set that up also on Archway in the Econ paper. There's a section called smart target parameters. And while there are default parameters that the blockchain runs on, they can change over time through DAO governance, but we're also trying to train AI to look for certain goals to be able to automatically adjust the parameters based on like uh, so complicated weighted formulas but but think of if the fed could be like oh like we're targeting two percent inflation what if instead they're like okay set two percent inflation and now the issuance of money is uh, is limited to the, the gdp the growth like what makes that end up being the case and there's no more like oh, well, uh, we need to print more because we want to fund this. Like, no, you actually have to reach your budget budget now. And if you're not growing, then you're getting less money printed and you can't afford as much. Like, you can actually set that and forget it and have that automatically take place on the blockchain. And that's what we're enabling. It's, it's, it's pretty fun. Mm-hmm.
0: Look, that would be great, wouldn't it? Because then, then you don't have quantitative easing anymore. And then you have... Yeah, you know, a controllable thing. So and look, I hear you with uh, with the white papers and the 1519 that, you know, there are super smart people out there and they are they're not just keeping it to themselves. They are sharing it. And then, like, you know, a large amount of this becomes better because of it. Um, When I was looking at your bio, uh, one could work out that maybe you're based in Alabama, California or Delaware. So are you like a a U.S. digital nomad? You know, like um, where where do you like to work?
1: Fair enough. I born and raised in California. I just moved to Alabama a couple of weeks ago, and I I own a Delaware Sea court, but that's uh that's my only exposure there.
0: Uh huh. Cool. So look, uh, so Eric, it's been a pleasure to speak to you. How can people learn more about you and what you're working on?
1: Uh, thank you, Simon. You can follow me on Twitter at Eric Weissenen W um, A I S A N E N. Um, I do share a decent amount of stuff there, but uh, mostly just go to Archway.io. Read the technical papers, specifically the economic paper. That's the one that's most interesting to me. It's a behemoth of a read, but hopefully you pick up on something and send us feedback. We're always trying to learn and grow.
0: Awesome. Uh thank you very much, Eric.
1: Simon, thank you for having me, man.
0: Thank you for listening to the latest Irish Tech News podcast. Check back every day for the latest episode. You can follow us on Twitter at Irish underscore tech news. On Facebook. Facebook.com forward slash Irish Tech News. On LinkedIn, LinkedIn.com forward slash company forward slash Irish tech news. On Instagram, Instagram.com forward slash Irish And on TikTok, TikTok.com forward slash at